Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Heal thyself, Discoculia. Procedural memory. Discoculia not innate. New book on Discoculia. Discoculia at home, school and work. Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly Podcast. With us is Dr. Schroeder who will help us to make sense of the headlines this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks for having me. Well, we have some great links and the and the first one suggests that we can heal ourselves from Discoculia. Well, uh, the title of this series uh, of blog posts is called Heal Thyself. Uh, but there is no way someone can heal themselves from dyscalculia. You can, however, make sure you seek help and as a parent or teacher ensure the children who you suspect have dyscalculia get help. Now, this blog post is very complete and starts with a personal account of someone with dyscalculia but then goes on to describe the symptoms, causes uh, the ways of testing and the ways to work with it. So specifically, uh, the range of causes mentioned is interesting. So what causes dyscalculia? Researchers have tracked dyscalculia uh, to uh, a lot of um, causes and the main thing that comes up is a fold in the back of the brain, uh, side back area, a specific area called the parietal lobe mm-hmm. and that area they've learned is crucial for the core mental capacity uh, which is called the approximate number sense okay yeah we've heard more about that mm-hmm. well the risk factors for dyscalculia include heredity so uh, studies have found that a child with dyscalculia often has a parent or sibling with uh, similar math issues mm-hmm. The prenatal environment is important. Uh, Dyscalculia risk has been linked to alcohol intake by the mother during pregnancy. And also low birth weight and premature birth may have an impact. Then there are other genetic uh, disorders. Like uh, dyscalculia is associated uh, with like fragile X syndrome, Gerstmann syndrome or Turner's syndrome. And Gerstmann was one of the the early founders of the the dyscalculia And who mentioned the finger agnosia that is more in the news right now. Yeah. And then obviously brain injuries. Uh, Studies uh, spanning a century have shown that some brain injuries can cause impairments in uh, quantity processing, and that results in a kind of um, acquired dyscalculia. Right, they develop it later by some impact. Mm-hmm. Would that say that most of the uh, National Football League uh, would have dyscalculia by now? Well, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid that they should not go into calculus courses. They ma- yes. just made a movie about that, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, as a side trap, sorry. They, I don't want to make fun of that because it's it's a really serious situation. It is. Yeah. They also give a range of uh, things parents can do to help their children. Actually, very good to read. Okay, so that's so that's good. Well, so we're gonna uh, recommend that uh, that our listeners actually um, actually go and read this for themselves, so they can have the benefit of all those recommendations. 
Now our first uh, link, our, ne uh, our next link, our second link, is uh, slightly more complicated, and it brings up the question if the procedural memory issues that play a role with dyslexia also have an impact with dyscalculia. That that is the uh, the question that they post there in this uh, piece of research. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's research done by the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Stanford School of Medicine, and then uh, together with the Brain and Language Laboratory uh, at the Department of Neuroscience at Georgetown University, Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. Now. What they uh, came up with is that mathematical disability, MD, is a neurodevelopmental disorder and affecting math abilities. Well, that, that, that speaks for itself. Right. Well, here uh, they propose a new explanatory account of MD, uh, which is the procedural deficit hypothesis, PDH, which may further our understanding of the disorder. And according to this... Uh, procedural deficit hypothesis, um, abnormalities of brain structures subserving the procedural memory system can lead to difficulties with math, and as well as uh, problems with other functions that depend on the same brain structures. And this brain-based uh, account is motivated in part by the high comorbidity between math disability and language disorders such as dyslexia right. that might be uh, both explained by the underlying issue of a procedural deficit hypothesis. So that would explain some of the overlap that uh, Absolutely. That and also in part by the likelihood that learning automatized math skills should depend on that procedural memory. Here they first lay out uh, the PDH and present specific predictions. They then examine uh, the existing literature for okay. each prediction. Okay, that's pretty good. So they have this. So they go back over the existing they look, literature. Good. Look at uh, what they and have they predicted is actually oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, found in in research, and yeah. uh, while pointing out weaknesses and gaps to be addressed by future research, because we're not there yet. We're far from. Uh, knowing everything about uh, the math uh, disability. Yeah. Now, they do not claim that the procedural uh, deficit hypothesis is fully explaining a math disability. Okay. They suggest that the hypothesis could have uh, substantial uh, explaining power and that it provides a useful theoretical framework and that it definitely may advance our understanding of this disorder and also of dyslexia. Okay, so, so, so instead of saying, well, this is it and this is what we found, they say this is a theoretical framework, let's, let's start looking and, and framing it this way yeah. in our future research. And they have already looked, uh, looked around a lot and, right. and it does seem to fit with our current uh, literature. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that explanation. It's a, it's a long article, but certainly uh, worth the, uh, the read. The next link is about a, a new theory that dyscalculia may not be innate. Well, is that true? Uh, well, yes. This new research uh, challenges the uh, 
most prevalent theory that we are born with a sense of numbers and combines this insight with a theory based on size. Now the researchers argue that understanding the relationship between size and number is what is critical for the development of higher math abilities. And by combining number and size, like for uh, area or perimeter, we might uh, be able to, uh, to have a faster and more efficient uh, decision in how to help those students. Now, here too, much more research needs to be done. But uh, if this would be accurate, uh, we would uh, be able to do a lot more detection of dyscalculia before children are in the age of working with numbers. And my personal opinion is that this does not necessarily contradict that uh, dyscalculia is inborn. I think it's an additional, um, uh, an additional explanation. Okay. And this would allow us to, to find dyscalculia even before the children ever heard about numbers. Mm -hmm. It's like in yes. pre-K. Yes. That's very good. Talking to Dr. Schroeder, and we're looking at the headlines provided on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Now, our next link is about a new ebook written by you. <laughs> How about that? That's a, uh, you know. Oh, my, that, sorry about that. There we go. That. It's a bit little self bit of self-promotion. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for that. Well, you're worth it. Well, we have uh, produced another ebook that is available on uh, Amazon.com, and this one uh, focuses on the golden rules uh, with dyscalculia interventions. And it will be uh, really uh, valuable for tutors, teachers, and parents alike. We share the experiences of years and years of working uh, with students with dyscalculia. Um, we share what works and what doesn't work, and um, there's so much that can be done just by changing some little things in the approach uh, of teaching these uh, children. Um, I, I just mentioned here uh, slowing down so that you can match the understanding of the student instead of having a pre-organized set uh, schedule of what you want to cover and uh, and running that as a train while and while doing that losing your student on the right, way right. yeah so pay attention to what the student can handle it's one of your golden rules well it uh, it, it looks super it's an easy read so it is it's well recommended and it brings us to our last uh, link for this week and that talks about discoculia at home at work and at school. Mm -hmm. This is a wonderful link and it just lists all kinds of accommodations and adjustments that will help people to overcome this uh, difficulty. It's great to see so many solutions mentioned and I surely hope that our listeners keep this list handy when they are faced with school or work situations and uh, work and homework with the children at home. Well, they even mention a nice piece of technology, a timer, to keep track of time when you're working, which is often difficult for people with dyscalculia. So yes, very interesting read, and together with my ebook, uh, I think you will have a, a very uh, good list of um, 
ideas and suggestions how to help um, it, both students right. and adults with this issue. That should definitely have a place in, in all the all the tutors, their toolbox. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights as always. And with that, our week comes to an end. We have talked to Dr. Schroeder. She is the founder of DiscoCulia Services. Free downloads and a free DiscoCulia screen are available on her website, DiscoCuliaServices.com. You can follow her on Facebook, on Twitter. She maintains boards on Pinterest and on Flipbook. And you can find her free webinar series at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Until next week, and you can count on us. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.